Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Atlanta! What's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Rob Tribble in today from Mike. Zeno actually had surgery last night, so uh, I think it was this morning, to be honest with you. He had like an elbow surgery, so he's out. He'll be back tomorrow, we think. But we start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey man. It is good to have you, Rob Tribble. Dude, I'm- I've never worked with you once. Why? You vetoed it, didn't you? Would you stop? You've- yes, you did. I'm not working with that chump. I would never do that. Got to uh, bring that word back, chump. The higher-ups. I still use it. I still use it. Chump's great. Chump. 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 Uh, the higher-ups uh, make those decisions. I do not make those decisions, but I am glad that you are here, my friend. Me too. I know you've been working all week uh, filling in for the steakhouse. You were you were in for steak. I was. How'd it was. go, man? It went fantastic. Sanders a delight. Drew Butler, nice young man. It went swimmingly well, but yeah. I am a professional, though. Uh, this is true. Uh, for those who don't know about the professionalism of Rob Tribble, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about, a lot to get to. Along the way, guys, Grant McCauley's going to stop by because now we've heard from Dansby and how – this decision was somewhat sentimental for him because he talked about his grandfather and he came in studio with this about a month and a half ago, maybe a month or so. I'm trying to think how far back it's been because this decision seemed like it took forever. But he talked about his grandfather hitting balls and playing catch with him right. to Mike and I and how, how that you know helped shape him as a baseball player because we were talking about the over-the-back, the uh, you know, over-the-head catches and all this stuff. And he's like, dude, I've been practicing this stuff with my grandfather. So I know he loved his grandfather dearly. And he talked about that with the Cubs. But we now know what the deal is, is to, to what they offered, Rob. And it's kind of pathetic. It's kind of, it's kind of pathetic when you start saying, wait a minute. This is the range of what guys are getting. Right. And if the numbers are true, at least according to Jeff Schultz, and he's going to join us tomorrow on the show, you offered him basically $100 million? Like, like What? That's not the marketplace. So obviously the Braves had a price in their head, and they were going. They were not going to budge. We now know this, and Dansby was willing to come back for one forty. Think about this. Yeah, he would have. He would have stayed here for one forty. Now I knew this. I couldn't say it, but he had said, mm, "What's the range? Give me a range." And Chris, we had talked about this on the show. What's the range? And I told you guys, one forty, one eighty. That's where it was going to be, guys. He gets one seventy seven. He would have stayed in Atlanta for 140. Now, Rob, is this going to come back to bite us? Because look what the Mets no, are doing. I don't think it is. Oh, Steve Cohen's probably going to. If you're a Mets fan, you love it. You love the fact that uh, Steve Cohen don't give two dams about the luxury tax. And he's a fan. But inevitably, that's going to come back to bite you. I think Dansby maybe has one or two peak years left that it's going to decline. And I think Alex Anthopoulos... I think he's read every book Bill, Bill Belichick's ever made. He ain't overpaying for nobody. He's got a firm line in the sand. I'm okay with it. Von Grissom certainly is athletic enough to play shortstop. I'm convinced of that. He just has to 
do it and do it and do it. Do those drills. He's got wash hitting them balls, fungos all the time. I think it's going to be just fine. I hate the fact Dansby left, but I don't want to overpay for guys either. We don't need albatross contracts. Remember, number two kind of had that over the Atlanta Falcons. Not his fault. He kept deferring money. Inevitably, you've you got to pay the pauper. I'm okay with it. Yeah. And good for Dansby. Listen, he gets his money, yes. which was deserved. He owed, you know, he, he earned every bit of it. But for the Braves, and I asked this question to Braves fans, do you want to be competitive for the five- to, to seven-year window that it looks like we can with a young core of guys? Now, you could say, well, Dansby was a part of that. True. I get it. We've lost two foundational pieces right. in back-to-back years. But if you were to ask me, hey, we are going to be competitive, but not only that, we're going to compete for World Series between now and the next seven years, would you take that? Absolutely. In a heartbeat. And it's it's realistic possible. We know anything can happen. Absolutely. I don't I don't like when people say, Oh, this team's set to win for the next eight years. You don't know that. You don't know that because it's baseball. But I certainly w- like the way things are currently constituted. It's not like the rest of the lineup is trash. And I think signing that catcher massively important because defense is going to be even more important this year. Yeah. I, I agree, man. Listen, we from a defensive standpoint, we're not as good. It's just facts. I love Von Miller. He's not the defensive player that, that we're Von losing. Grissom. Uh, Von Grissom, excuse me, uh, that we're losing in Dansby Swanson. But, yeah, Von Miller's a hell of a, a football player. But I, 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 I will tell you this. I think Von Miller or Von Grissom has the ability to become a great defensive player. How long does that take, Rob Tribble? Two years? I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I, a couple of years. But in, in a hell of a lot of work, too. You have to have precise footwork when you field the ball so you can get in a throwing position, position. very quickly yep. because how many how many uh, deep throws from short or bang-bang plays at first, I think he'll get there. He just has to work. He's athletic enough. If you come up as a middle infielder, those two guys in your center field are usually your best athletes on the team. And, and we know what Michael Money Harris is. Yeah, oh, indeed. Coming up, guys, we're going to talk to Grant McCauley. Uh, all things Braves. We'll get the, the rundown. And I don't think they're done. Doesn't mean they're going to make a blockbuster move, but I, I think we're going to add some more pitching potentially as we get closer to spring training. But I do agree, agree with Rob. I feel good about our team. I told you guys this. If Dansby was going to be here or not, I still feel good about our team. The question is, how much better is everybody else now that this offseason has played out the way it is, specifically in the National League, right? Are the Mets way better than us? The Dodgers are still there. They're not going anywhere. San Diego, I mean, all these teams that you're looking at and you start saying, are we better than these teams and can we get past them? We're going to see. But, Boy, but just a quick footnote, but does that ultimately matter, though? Look who got to the World Series from the National League. Well, it wasn't see, the Braves. It wasn't the Dodgers. But this is the thing about the Mets. That's why I'm not fearful that they spent all this money, you know, $385 million payroll. Who cares? That doesn't indicate that they're going to win the World Series. And somebody said to me, well, yeah, but, but they don't need to win it this year. They just have to win it in the next few years. No, 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 no. When you go all in like this, you got to win the World Series. I mean, he's spending the equivalent of the national debt on the team, man. <laughs> you got to win the World Series. Let's shift gears. I want to get your thoughts on the Hawks. They lose last night. Chris, who's the guy that made the last shot? Io Dezumo. Io Donsumo. He hits the last shot of the game. This is sort of payback, right? We beat the Bulls right. a couple of weeks back like this. They beat us last night, 110-108. But the bigger thing today is there are rumors out there, and again, I don't start them. I just talk about them once they're out, <laughs> that our star, Trey, may request a trade, Rob Tribble, if the team doesn't make inroads come the postseason. What does that mean? 
Does that mean if we get beat in the first round or we're in the play-in tournament and we don't get in? Well, what does that mean? Like, do we have to get to the NBA Finals or Trey's going to be disgruntled? Now, some guys are saying, Dukes, hold on, wait a minute. This is the media starting this stuff, Tribble, to get Trey out of Atlanta. I don't know if that's true or not. Here's what we do know, Rob. President of Basketball Ops just stepped down. General manager, not sure if I trust to know what he's doing Step or not. Step down, you mean, uh, what if, how did Zeno put it yesterday? Uh, for, Forced down the escalator. Correct. <laughs> the new general manager, not sure if I know or, or trust that he knows what he's doing. No disrespect. This is his first GM's job, and now he's been elevated to the day-to-day. You don't have anybody overseeing him now, at least at this point. And then this team hasn't, it hasn't mixed. It just hasn't. So these are facts. These are things that we know right now. I don't know if Trey and this rumor about he may request a trade, all I know is how do you get this thing right? Because that's got to be the focus. How do you get this thing right, Rob? Uh, Well, another rumor, like you, I don't start them. I just talk about them once they're out. Uh, From NBA Central, he doesn't like the coach. The coach doesn't like him. And other players have issues with Trey also. Anonymous coach on Trey Young. And I don't want to come in here and, and crap on Trey. This is my team. I follow this team. I go back to the lime green uniforms. Pete Maravich, <laughs> Lou Hudson, Neek. I love the Atlanta Hawks. Trey's one of my guys, but something is wrong. Something's been percolating. Dys- dysfunction has been percolating. It seems like it's getting more and more. And you heard that really crestfallen soundbite from Nate McMillan the other day. Yeah. It's like, I mean, he just, sound, he just sounded fed up. He sounded like Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. I'm too old for this, feces. <laughs> well, you know what? When we played that, and I loved his honesty, and I think he's right, but everyone was saying just read through the, read through the lines, right? He's talking about one guy. He's talking about Trey. Yes, he's he talking is. about his star, and he's saying we don't connect. Can we play that real quick? Turtle behind the glass. He's also our uh, executive producer. Bo is out today. And, again, for those of you, Zeno's been in with me. Rob Triple's in today. Zeno. Uh, a slight, small surgery. He should be back tomorrow on his elbow. He's got an elbow Well, he'd be issue. ready for spring training with that elbow. Well, he keeps talking about playing baseball. I'm like, dude, your days are over. Just, just I'm playing. I'm still playing. Hey. I think we're playing in the same league. Well, he wants to, like, step his game up. So he's like, I got to have the surgery. You know how he is. <laughs> I got to have the surgery. <laughs> I got to have the surgery. I well in that wood bat league last year. I can still hit it a little bit. I can't run anymore. I run, I run like I have hemorrhoids, <laughs> but other than that, I'm, I'm still okay. But you can swing it. I can still swing it and sling it a little bit, too. This is what Tribble's talking about. We played it yesterday. This is the sound bite from Nate McMillan. Now, again, Hawks losing last night, separate issue, or maybe it's not. Maybe it is all combined together. Part and parcel. Here's Nate. I'm coaching in a different generation of players that I play with. Uh, Really, I kind of coached. And it's different uh, the way you communicate, uh, the way the game is played. Um, and how they see the game. You know, they, they, they see the game different than uh, when I played it and when I started coaching it. I don't think he's lying about this. You know, so funny, I, I picture him, like, leaning over, just kind of looking down at the ground saying, <laughs> it's just so resigned to something. It's like, <laughs> I can't handle it. Isn't it amazing how you think about this magic revered Pat Riley? Isaiah revered his coach up there in Detroit. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. You don't see that anymore. You don't see it anymore. And it is a different, well, it's a player's league now, right? 
Who has all the power? The superstar players. Pure and simple. You pay a guy $300 million, he ain't going to listen to no damn body. Is that the problem? Is that I the issue? I think that's a big problem. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I mean, from, from what I see on the outside looking in, I think that's part of it. 404-741-0929. It is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You can text us at any point throughout the show. I'm at Put em Up. See Dukes. The show is Dukes and Bell 929. Rob Triple, you're on Twitter. Tell us what it is. At R-O-B-B-T-R-I-B-B-L-E, though I never tweet because I don't feel like constantly having to apologize. Well, that makes that makes sense, by the way. Um, we were talking about uh, the legendary coaches of the Detroit Pistons, and I, I Chuck th- Daly, of Chuck course. Daly. Yeah, I, I said they've Dale. slipped my mind too. Yeah, no. Chuck Daly is who we were talking about. All right, we got more to get to, guys. Again, we will explore this a little bit further. I don't know if any of this is true, but guys, there's a lot of smoke around our Hawks right now. We're coming back. Grant McCauley's going to join us. He'll fill us in on the latest with the Braves, where we're headed, and what might be next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is Jim Rome with a CBS Sports. Rob Tribble is here hanging out with us, counting down to Christmas. Um, we hope you're having a happy holiday. I, I was out the last couple of days doing some last-minute stuff, last-minute shopping. I got to tell you, and I hadn't been out. I call it the wild. I told my wife, I'm, sitting ahead, I'm heading out into the wild. Good luck. Because, <laughs> the Serengeti Plain. Yeah, because it's like, you know, <clears throat> I went in one store, and literally, I, I this was last week. I totally forgotten, Rob. We're going to talk to our man, Grant McCauley, here in one sec. I had totally forgotten what it was like being out in the wild because I've been sitting at home punching a keyboard. What did you want? To, did you want to actually go out and actually touch stuff and feel like you're making more of an effort than just ordering well, stuff online? Some of this stuff, China, I'm not able to get in time because the the shipping stuff is oh, still backed up. Yep, yep. So I'm like, okay, I can't get that. So I've got to go find a substitute or replacement. And this store says it has it. I need to go get it. Oh, you needed something precise yeah. to replace something existing. So okay. I so I went and I, I literally walked in this store and it was every man and woman for himself. I don't know how people <laughs> got out of this store. When I walked in, I'm not gonna name the store, I was like, What's going on in here? People were just running around. I got elbowed as soon as I walked in. Wow. I was like, what? Slow down. It's like a 90s NBA game it in really, the paint, man. It really Fit was. for yourself, bro. Yeah. So I leave the store. I get the item. I get, get in my car, and I'm like, <sighs> I made it out. I made it out of the wild. You started smoking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I needed one. I'll tell you who's been smoking because he covers the Braves like nobody else. Our man, Grant McCauley. He joins us, and uh, he joins us throughout the course of the, the season, guys. Grant, it's been an interesting offseason, to say the least, and I want to start with what you think about Dansby going to the Cubs and what it means for us big pitcher. We've talked a little bit about this on the show with Vaughn Grissom and the options we have. Mm-hmm. How do you think this shakes out for us, not for Dansby, but what the Braves will look like moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we knew this was a club that had a really great core locked up, but the big question mark to have coming into the winter was how is shortstop going to look in 2023? And as far as Dansby Swanson was concerned, how long could a deal be that would keep him in Atlanta? But as we discovered, the Braves' valuation of Dansby and what Dansby was able to drum up in a market that was very interested in paying shortstops were two entirely different things. And I think that for the time being, the only thing you really can do is look at your internal options and what you have on your 40-man roster, which, of course, is Vaughn Grissom and Orlando Arcia. There are still a handful of free agent shortstops out there that could fit that bill as a short-term kind of stopgap at that position, but it does feel like a step back or at the very least some uncertainty at a position that you really haven't had to worry about for the last at least four or five years. 
All right, here's my take on uh, Grissom. And, and hello, Grant. Always a pleasure to talk to you, sir. I, I've seen him in workouts. I think the key thing to him, he's got kind of this low slot arm delivery. That's going to be really conducive when you're going up the middle to make that. And he's, he's got a saw. He's got a really easy transfer from a glove to hand. And I think he has pretty good range. And I, I think he's got pretty good power to all fields as well. And I don't think he'll strike out as much as Dansby. I, I'm actually kind of excited to see what he can do. He seems like he has the makeup and the looks of someone that could be a high-functioning shortstop. Uh, he does have, I think, offensively a profile that it has has the Braves excited about him. That's really what his carrying you know, tool was, was that what was he going to do with the bat? The question coming throughout the minors was, is he going to be able to stick at shortstop and become a major league middle infielder? Because I feel like a lot of people are looking at, well, maybe he moves over to third base. Of course, the Braves don't need any help there. Maybe he moves into the outfield, and that had been something that was talked about a lot when Ozzy Albies was coming back and, of course, fractured his pinky, so it became a moot point. But you know that Vaughn Grissom's athletic enough to play somewhere, but can he play shortstop at the big league level? Hence all of this work he's doing with Ron Washington over the winter to try to get himself at least up to speed and put his best foot forward heading into spring training. Because Brian Snitker at the winter meeting said, look, I haven't seen him play shortstop, so I'm going to have to go out there and actually lay eyes on it and see if he's capable of doing this job. We're not just handing it over to anybody. Just you know, You've got to go out there and really earn it, and I think the Braves have always been about that. But offensively speaking, I think you hit on a lot of good stuff because he does put on very good at-bats, very much beyond, I think, the approach of the normal 20, 21-year-old player. But he really be able to hit for enough power. That, I think, became a little bit of a question, even as he was at the big league level last year, because those exit velocities and the consistent hard-hit contact, it really was not there. So that's something you're going to need to see. Arm strength at shortstop, I think there are some question marks about that as well. But, you know, again, we got to kind of lay our eyes on it, see him at that position, see what kind of work he's done in the offseason, and see if he's able to hit the ground running and take this job and that opportunity and literally run with it and hold on to it. Yeah, but he's so thin right now, and they're worried about exit velocities and uh, power and everything else. I think he's got a lot of room to put on actual good weight and strength, and that's where the power will come from. Yeah, he might, but, I mean, you look at him basically being the same age as, say, Michael Harris. I mean, Michael Harris is not a big, imposing physical presence, but he has and generates great bat speed, and that, I think, is just kind of the differential that they're they're looking at here. It's not necessarily does it equate to home runs and doubles. It's is he hitting the ball hard consistently as he should be, and in the big league level, I think, and and this can also be uh, conducive to the level of, pitchers that he's facing that are trying to generate soft contact and the fact that he was just rolling over some balls and grounding out and just not hitting the ball altogether that hard. But it doesn't mean he has to change his approach, reinvent his swing, any kind of you know, thing that is you know, too much of a science project for him for one offseason. But it's just kind of that work in progress to really refine himself and you know, find the ways to be as consistently great as he showed he possibly could be in the first three or four weeks in the show. Grant, you worried about left field? Not particularly, but I feel like, you know, that was another upgrade spot. And, you know, I think Eddie Rosario is a guy that you count on bouncing back because it, it can't go as badly as it did last year. But I still feel like the Marcelo Zuna question, and maybe that's a left field and DH question, is one that, you know, the Braves have basically, you know, said by holding on to him that he's going to come into spring training and have a spot on this roster somewhere, and they're going to try to get something out of him. But I grow less and less or more and more pessimistic, I guess I could say, regarding what kind of production he's going to put up because he just simply hasn't shown much since 2020. And now we're talking about a couple of years' worth of bad production. 
Um, you did go out and get a couple of outfield pieces that could be helpful, but they're more platoon and depth signings in my eyes. So, you know, you got Travis Darno, I guess, DHing a little bit as well now that you got Sean Murphy in the fold. So there are some just – I don't know that there are any, like, high-level free agents that you could look at that would say, hey, this is going to change the perspective of what you're doing at, at DH or what you're doing in left field. But, you know, this was a club that didn't come in with a lot of holes, but they are going to count on some guys bouncing back and being able to put up better numbers than they did this past season. Grant McCauley joining us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, talking about the Braves. Let's talk about our pitching. Do we add some pitching before now in spring training, or do we have enough that you feel comfortable going into spring training with the competition that we'll have? I think the pitching is more or less pretty set the way that the Braves needed it to be. I mean, clearly they used some of their their prospect capital to go out and get Sean Murphy and put him behind the plate. So you traded away a Kyle Muller, Freddie Tarnock. You know, those were a couple of guys that I think could have been fighting for that fifth spot. But you still have Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka, and Bryce Elder to fight for that. And you know what your starting four is with Freed, Wright, Strider, and Morton. So you have to feel, I think, pretty good about that. Bryce Iglesias in the bullpen is kind of the big piece now that Kinley Jansen has moved on to the Red Sox. And you've got a lot of other arms that look just as capable of doing the things that they've been doing recently. And the Braves have built themselves a pretty good bullpen year over year and have shown that they can find some arms to add to that if they need to. So pitching-wise, I think the Braves are still in a good spot, really a spot at least as good as they were in in 2022. And I think that was a strength of the club, and I think it'll be that way again here in 2023. Yeah, when I heard about the uh, rules changes, you were like one of the first guys I uh, thought about. Do you find the rules changes annoying, or do you like it? Is it good for the game? I think it just depends. I mean, obviously the game's going to always evolve. I'm fascinated by the – I guess insistence that, Hey, the running game is going to be back this year. I would very much like to see that, you know, with the banning of the shifts, with the bigger bases, all those kinds of things, you know, the limited pickoff throws to first base. So having a Sean Murphy in the fold is obviously a stolen base deterrent that the Braves have not really had because they haven't had a great throwing catcher in a, in a hot minute. I can't really remember the last one, but long story short, you know, I'm, I'm always interested to see what kind of changes make the most sense. These bigger bases, I'm going to have to see that. I think it's going to look weird for a while, but it is what it is. And some of these things, they could put them in, and then they could take them back out and change it again. Who knows how that whole thing will play out. But, you know, the the real things I like to get rid of are things that change the rules and the you know, the whole paradigm of the game, like putting three base runners on second base and extra innings. That's the kind of stuff I really don't need. All right, let's talk about what's really going on. Congratulations. Congratulations, Grant McCauley. I saw it on social media. You have found someone to put up with you for the rest of your life. Have you guys set a date? No, we have not yet. We're talking about all of that. It just happened, you know, right here at Christmas. So we're going to try to get through the holidays and, and celebrate the new year and then, you know, pick the pick the date that works and, and get on about some of the other great things that we have ahead of us in life. But I really appreciate it, and I'm very excited to see how things unfold, when things unfold, and of course, uh, I've got somebody to consult with on all those things, so I'll be doing that. <laughs> yes, you Did do. you uh, do any sort of elaborate proposal or just uh, basic, simple, on one knee? How'd you do it? Well, uh, the one knee was involved, of course, but uh, yeah, we were in Hawaii, so I went out to, uh, I went about two or three months beforehand and really started scouting what some of the best spots would be beach-wise, you know, not, you know, a a random beach that was going to be overrun with people who were just out there for the the daily use. But I found a really nice one on Oahu and I got a photographer. And so we were able to really capture that whole moment and uh, something really, really, really special. And I'm really happy to be able to, you know, have all those photos and share all those with her and, and relive that for hopefully the rest of our lives. Did, uh, did she know about the photographer or did he just kind of show up? <laughs> 
Well, I had him there kind of separate, so okay. she realized very quickly that he was there, but she was also very happy that, that there was somebody there. And we got some really great photos out of this whole thing as well. But it was funny, you know, because I asked her, she said yes, and he came over and congratulated us. And then we just started shooting photos. So for about 45 <laughs> minutes, she didn't really get to get the, how did you do this? I'm so surprised. When did you decide? And they're like, you know, none of the questions were getting answered immediately. So finally, after about 40 minutes of photos, we were able to sit down and actually talk to one another. And, and I was like able to tell her all of the different parts of the plan and, and, and all of that. So it was uh, it was kind of surreal and, and very fun and you know, something obviously we'll never forget. Happy uh, Happy holidays, man. What's her name? Give her a big shout out. Uh, Allison. So, you know, the future Mrs. McCauley, very excited about uh, all of the things that come with that in 2023 and uh, the rest of our lives together. So it's um, it's been a tremendous ride thus far and so many, so many, so many more miles to go. So thanks, guys. Good stuff. Grant, right. thank you, man. Hey, enjoy the holidays, man. Scouting trip to Hawaii. I know. You're on a scouting trip. Right. If I proposed to my girl, she'd just burst out laughing. <laughs> It's big time. Grant, thanks, man. Enjoy. We'll talk to you soon as the uh, offseason continues for our Braves. Listen, we still have question marks. It's just what it is. Every year you do, but I can't tell you everything is shored up. I do agree with Rob Tribble. I think Vaughn Grissom has the potential to be really good, but we got to see it. All right, coming up, guys, we'll hit some headlines. Hawks lose last night, but the bigger question is what's going on with our team? It's Dukes and Bell. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Dukes and Bell. Rob Tribble is in for Mike today, uh, and we've been talking a lot about the Braves. I'm going to let you hear what Dansby Swanson had to say about why he chose Chicago. It, I think it goes beyond money. We always go, oh, it's the money. Yes, that helps, but it also helps if you have some kind of connection, and he did with his grandfather. We'll let you hear that coming up. Also, NFL Blitz on the way. Uh, Tribble, it does not look like, as of right now, as a matter of fact, it's already been stated 
that Lamar is not going to start on Sunday for the Ravens. That's right, and his backup has a shoulder issue as well, so they're all banged up. Did you see their offense? What was it against Cleveland? Oh, pathetic. God, it was awful. It was pathetic. Um, so we will get into that, guys. Also, Ryan Tannehill looks like he's done for the season. I think he's done in Tennessee. And uh, what's going to happen with uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys? We've been waiting on that decision, and, and it's been made. Nick Sirianni talking about it today. We'll get to all of that coming up in 20 minutes. Turtle behind the glass, our engineer and executive producing today, Rob Tribble again, in from Mike. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. Last night was another case of our team showing the inability to finish games. And, and, and I don't know, again, I can't put my finger on it. You just heard Trey in the update. I don't know why we have this issue. The Bulls, you know, again, they battled back in this game. You give them a last chance opportunity. We did this a couple of weeks ago against them. But, Triple, this has been our problem. Like, fundamentally, we seemingly can't hold a lead, or if we are in the fourth quarter and it's close, we don't finish the game. Is it just basic mental toughness? Might be. I mean, I, I think it goes down to that. I mean, a, a, a weak constitution, if you will. It, it just it, it boggles the mind. It is so maddening to watch. You know, we, we get Jonte Murray in here. I was looking forward to the season. Okay, this sounds great. We have we have our two little bookends there in the uh, in the. Uh, it's just a it's a frustrating thing to watch, and I, I was just I was angry. I was actually angry last night at what's going on with this team and everything behind the scenes as well as what I'm also thinking about. And it just seems like everything is just trending drastically downward compared to where we were a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I don't want to say things are spiraling out of control, but I, I'm not sure what you think they need to do to get right. I think they are. And and if they are, then but I'm a fatalist too. Though. Well, and that's but that's a bigger issue. <laughs> Trey Young, 34 points last night, six boards, six assists. But Nate McMillan put this loss. In simple terms, it's a tough loss. You know, um, you know, we did a good job of fighting our way back into the game, and uh, I think we had what a six-point lead uh, late in the game, and uh, just couldn't hold on to it. You know, you got to make plays, um, you got to get stops, and then you got to make baskets. Yeah, I, I just don't like these reports outside of the game. Then they, they'll play on Friday night. We'll talk tomorrow about the Pistons, and I hope we show up. I just I don't like the fact that this stuff is getting out about our star Trey could request a trade if the team doesn't make inroads come the postseason. Again, I asked at the top of the hour, what does that mean? What are we talking about? If we don't go to championship, he's out. Well, he did buy that house in L.A., didn't he? He did, and everybody said, "Ah, oh, it's no big deal." Listen, I don't know if it is or not. I just don't like the idea of all that's going on that this is out there. And then you had a report talking about dysfunction with the coach and players having issues with what the hell is going on i'm coaching in a different generation (laughs) (laughs) thank you nate i so that's i'm more concerned with those things rob i I don't want to i don't want to crap on trey he's my guy on my team but i see what i see and i i am in the opinion business I almost feel like the dude acts like he has already arrived. Oh. He is he is so preoccupied with the celebrity of the thing. He is now one of the national faces of the NBA. He is. And I think he is more preoccupied with that. He's like, look at me. I've arrived. You haven't won Jack, brother. You haven't won anything yet. You haven't. Grow the hell up. Please. I'm begging you. 
I'm not saying this with any sort of hatred. I want that young man to thrive. I want my team to thrive. But he acts like he's freaking arrived, and he hasn't. You haven't done anything. I say it all the time. You've done nothing. This reminds me of how we felt about Baker Mayfield. When you talk about that star status and all the commercials. Right. And, and people are like, yeah, but Baker's not winning in Cleveland. And they're like, what's going on? And I think some people, not us specifically, specifically, but people around the country see Trey and they go, well, what's he done? Like, I get it. We had a great run two years ago. But in this league, it's not about what you've done. It's about what you are yeah. doing. Oh, well, don't forget what he said last year. I guess we're just a little bored. How could I forget? Acts like he feels like he's already arrived. And I wish he could maintain that chip on his shoulder that he had in college. Everybody saying, well, you're too small. You're not going to thrive in the NBA. He made that. That motivated him. Now it seems like that's all gone away. He feels like he's arrived, and that, that doesn't bode well for him. He's going to he's gonna have to grow up. Just got to grow up. Uh, Goody Bag, that's his Twitter handle, says, uh, fellas, Nate took out a hot AJ. Right. Last Another night. Another thing that made me mad. Why? I don't know. AJ's shooting the out of it. Yes. He's shooting the ball well. I think he had a couple well. of steals late, too. Yeah, he's playing well. And, and Goody Bag, that's a good point. It's why I'm reading your tweet. But he says, I don't get this. I don't understand that. Um, you know, th- this is another issue about how we're using guys off the bench. And I- I'm not going to disagree with that. Listen, I'm always a fan of going with the hot hand until uh, until he's not hot. A.J. has been one of the better shooters on this team outside of pretty much everybody. Yeah. And he's a rookie. So, good point, Goody Bag. Appreciate it, man. Let's hear from Arthur Smith. Uh, is there any pressure for this team to win this game this weekend? I would love to tell you there is, but there isn't. I'm more about what I need to see with Ritter and this offense. Let me continue to evaluate. Yes, I want to win. I always want to win. And so does Arthur Smith. The reality is, I mean, they're all must wins. But uh, our focus is this challenge. I mean, you know, we were in the same spot last week where you can get in all the bizarre scenarios around us. But most importantly, we got we to find a way to win. And that's all we're concerned about, Baltimore and the challenge. Not letting the other things distract us. You know, these are always... A great test at the end of the year, especially this week. Well, Arthur, settle down. Good Lord. He's just just all over the place. Boisterous, arms flailing. Good Lord, Arthur. <laughs> Complete opposite. Um, more on Arthur Smith, more on the Falcons and what he had to say as uh, we'll get into that in the Falcon Report. Hey, headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down, guys. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live. Live well. Tonight we do have... Thursday night football, Jets, Jags. Um, and as a matter of fact, Turtles got the pre-pre for you tonight, right before we go into the game here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. So he'll be on from 7 to 7.30 right after we get done. And then the kick is at 8.30 tonight. I was saying this to Turtle earlier, Rob. I like the Jags. I like the trajectory they're on. I Me like too. what Trevor Lawrence has been doing. Uh, we talked about it on, our, on my podcast called In the Huddle with Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockon 4. This team is taking the next step. Now, will they do that on the road against the Jets is the question. In horrible weather, too, and, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's supposed to rain. Don't score. Yeah. They got a great defense, so this is going to be interesting tonight. But if Jacksonville wins, watch out. I'm telling you, that's a team that can be dangerous in the playoffs. Everybody talked about last week being a fluke. They're great at home. They haven't necessarily been as good on the road. But I will say this. That's a team that's peaking right now at the right time. So are the Lions, by the way. Yeah, in it in it great what happens when you don't have a clown as a coach. And Trevor Lawrence, everybody's saying, oh, he's going to be a... No, he's not a... Are you kidding me? That dude can ball. He just needed a coach. He, he, 
He's still young in his career. He just needed a coach is all he needed. And what they're doing up there in Detroit is nothing short of amazing. It is. One of, one of my closest friends, he's from Detroit, so he's he always called them in his accent, the lie-downs. It's the lie. I'm not going to watch the lie-downs today. But now, now he's starting to feel a different way. And Dan Campbell's doing a great job. And guess what they have up there? They got a couple of edge rushers, too. What's that like? <laughs> yeah, Hutchinson and company. They got a good offensive line. I mean, you guys remember DeAndre Swift, right? He's balling yes. in Detroit. Yes. Uh, it's it's an Jared interesting Goff team. Jared is playing amazing. He is, man. This is this is one of those stories where you, you look at it and you go, are they for real? We're going to find out a little bit more about the Lions, more in our NFL Blitz about some of these quarterbacks and who's starting and who's not. Meanwhile, yesterday, Kirby Smart did what Kirby Smart does. Top two class. Again, I am not so caught up in whether Georgia gets the number one class, Rob, or the number right. three class. Give me top five, and let's see, yep. right? Bring in these guys, develop them, and let's see. Again, number two in the country behind Alabama, but they didn't sign a quarterback. And this is what Kirby said about not signing a quarterback in this year's class. I think it's irrelevant in today's day and age. You know, the portal's full of them. You know, there's going to be there's going to be multiple guys in every year. Uh, you want to do the best job you can to get the best quarterback you can. Um, you know, when you have three quarterbacks, sometimes you don't have any, and when you have one quarterback. That's when you have a quarterback, and uh, you know, we're very pleased with what we have in our quarterback room. We think we got um, three quarterbacks that are going to be really good. Yeah, he's right about the portal, but it's almost like he's dismissing recruiting a, a quality quarterback. Now, I know that's not true. We, they're going to continue to do that. They got that. Vandegrift. They got Carson Beck, even uh, Gunnar Stockton. Stockton. We don't know what he could be. He might be an afterthought, end up in the transfer portal. But, I mean, look at all the guys they had last year. All these defensive linemen, linebackers, now the cornerback room's getting enhanced as well. I mean, come on. I, uh, I I think he's right, though. But I don't see Georgia going in the portal every year to get a quarterback. No. I mean, he, he's stocking four- and five-star players like a doomsday prepper stocks <laughs> ammo and food. It'll be just fine in Athens for the foreseeable future. Coming up, NFL Blitz is on the way. An update on defensive coordinator Dean Pease along with who's starting this weekend around the NFL. We'll get to it coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 